welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am Pat Rulo. We specialize in author interviews, audiobook, and podcast production, as well as the prestigious Firebird Book Awards and the Positive Change Podcast Awards. We also feature our fun and short podcast that allows authors to record their own writing tip to share on our very own Boom Bang Oh My Gosh Wow podcast. And you can find that along with the rest of our offerings at speakuptalkradio.com. Well, today I have a recent and returning Firebird Book Award winning author to share with you. He is John Lane, and his winning book is titled The Return to Canyon Creek. John is an international multi-award winning author of Western fiction. He is also a screenwriter and actor, recently appearing in 1883, a Yellowstone origin story, and the film A Dark Destiny. His professional writing career began in the sports industry, where he penned articles for national magazines and served as an editor for online publications. His adoration for Western films and novels began at an early age and expanded over the years. His passion for history and the classic Western genre inspired him to write short stories and three novels about the Old West, along with his first feature film screenplay adapted from his second novel titled Red River Reunion. All are classic westerns set in 1870s Texas. John is an avid sports fan and horse enthusiast. He's a member of the Authors Guild, Western Writers of America, Western Fictioneers, Wyoming Writers, Inc., and the Oklahoma Writers Federation. Oh, and did I mention, retired 40-plus year police detective? And I'm so happy to have another opportunity to talk with him. So welcome back, John. Well, thank you very much, Pat. Thanks for having me. Boy, that's a that's a long introduction, and I must have been around for quite a while. <laughs> I always think about shortening them, and then I consider it, well, no, I want everyone to know everything about you. Well, at least as much as we can. We'll find out a little bit more today. So that's the advantage of being able to have this conversation. So, hey, and listen, congratulations once again on winning the Firebird Book Award. Well, thank you very much. It's uh, it's an honor uh, to uh, have this award, and and I uh, proudly display that uh, that award on my books. Uh, I've been fortunate to have uh, the award given to my previous books, and now uh, the third book, as you mentioned, Return to Canyon Creek, which uh, pretty much is the third book in a trilogy. Although uh, the uh, the story of uh, the main characters will continue on uh, as a series, but uh, this book here sort of wraps up a a trilogy uh, story for us. Oh, okay. So our characters are still going to continue on only in a different uh, series? Not necessarily a different series, but uh, it'll be the uh, the, the same two main characters uh, that uh, uh, survived Return to Canyon Creek uh, are now uh, sort of off on a different quest. Uh, it's also going to be a, a classic uh, historical Western and such, and it basically follows the timeline of actual historical events that uh, took place down here in Texas uh, back in the 1870s. Oh my, yeah, I'm sure once you get involved with these characters, first of all, they become like friends, and yet you're still not done with, as you say, the timeline. There's still so much more to cover, so I'm sure it was difficult to even to consider that these three books would be the end. Yes, absolutely. I uh, I, I thought that the third book may be the end uh, when I started book one. Uh, the, uh, the, the concept and, and my idea, my plan, if you will, was really to have uh, a three-book series and, and have a trilogy. 
And the third book, it tells you in the title, Return to Canyon Creek. So it tells the, uh, the readers uh, that uh, the characters are going back to, in this case, uh, the town where book one really kind of started the story off mm-hmm. and uh, so forth. But like you said, these characters uh, become uh, just a, a huge part uh, of the writer, of, of myself. And, and uh, when I was researching for book three here, Return to Canyon Creek, I found an additional uh, historical event that I want my characters to be involved in now. So uh, the series will continue on. And honestly, my fan base, uh, they're, they're demanding, you know, another book. Mm. So that's always nice to have. Oh, isn't that exciting that there's a fan base that's demanding more? That just makes yes. you feel so, so good. And um, I think I read some something in your blog where uh, these characters even haunt you at night. Here you are trying to sleep and you wake up. And was, it, was it the dog? You know, is it a burglar? Oh, no. <laughs> It's just the book characters. Time to get up. <laughs> well, that that's a hundred percent true. I've actually uh, woke up in the middle of the night, and in my mind, I've actually had dialogue going between characters. It's uh, it's a little spooky, really. Uh, something that I hadn't experienced previously before I started writing novels. Of course, you know my previous writing was just brief articles in the sports industry and that sort of thing. Uh, but now that I'm in these stories and these characters that I've created are so much a part of me, uh, yeah, they, they, do, uh, they do haunt me in a good way uh, quite often. Oh, I get that. I mean, it, it truly is a relationship. It might sound like a strange thing to say because they're not real, but they are. Well, that, that's a great way to put it is, is that it is a relationship. Uh, and, and without that relationship, I don't know if I could write to the level that I do, uh, with these characters and, and these books. Uh, I really don't because, uh, I, I would have that separation, you know, that, that, uh, you know, that distant feeling to them. And the writing, I think, would, uh, depict that, you know, that it would show that. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a serious relationship, uh, and it's one that I certainly enjoy. Oh, and guess what? The the benefit of it is there there will be no breakups unless you make that decision, right? <laughs> and that's that's some serious pressure. Uh, there there is pressure uh, when when you're dealing with this uh, situation where you've got these characters, and and of course you know I'm I'm in a historical western situation, so they are placed in dangerous situations where uh, it is life threatening on on a multi level basis. And the decisions have to be made as to whether or not the character is going to survive and succeed or, or perish. And, uh, I've got, again, I get, uh, some great feedback from some of my fans who, uh, they like to tell me their opinion as to what should happen to some of my characters. And, and, uh, and I always welcome that. Uh, but for the most part, you know, they're telling me, you better not kill off, uh, you know, a certain character because I won't read you anymore. So. Uh, there's there's always that pressure too coming from the fan base. Oh, I, I didn't plan to talk about this, but that's that's a really interesting point that I've not really explored with anyone before, and that is the pressure of the fan base. And does that consciously, subconsciously guide you in your writing, or are you able to say no? This is what I want to do. I'm doing it this way. Let's just talk about that for a moment. 
Well, thus far, uh, I've been able to separate myself from the pressure from the fan base, and I have my own thoughts as to how the characters uh, are going to um, move through the next story and, and how they're going to develop further and, and that sort of thing, or whether or not uh, I'm going to pull one of the characters out uh, of the series, not necessarily perishing in death, but maybe moving on to something else. And I've already, in Return to Canyon Creek, the two main characters are basically joined by a third uh, prominent character, and it happens to be a, a female uh, character. I always make sure that I have a strong female character or two in my books. And this one here is the most dominant uh, lady character that I've had to date. And uh, I've, I've got a lot of uh, my female readers, which I, I have over 50% uh, of my readers, are, are women. And uh, so I'm already getting questions about, okay, what are you going to do with Shelley Robertson, the name of the character from book three, because we really like her. So uh, that is something that I did not anticipate. I wasn't sure how that was going to play out. But so far, it's been a very, very positive uh, oh. character for me. Very, very fascinating. And typically, I would think when you're thinking like 1800 Westerns, you might not be thinking of strong women. I'm sure they were. Um, but maybe that's not the general idea that you have. Um, so it's good of you to portray your women as strong women. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the, the Old West, uh, the frontier is, is full of strong women. Uh, mostly, though, they were um, supporting either the ranch or, or the home. Mm -hmm. uh, they were supporting the, the farm, depending upon, you know, what type of uh, industry, if you will, the, uh, the family was involved in. In this particular character, Shelley Robertson, she actually is a lady gunfighter. Mm -hmm. And there has been some attempts in the past to portray women in the Old West as gunfighters and so forth. Uh, and some of it has been successful, some of it hasn't. Uh, this particular character, who is actually based on a real person, by the way, uh, that I know very well and worked with for several years. Um, this character here, I hope the readers will see that she's developed in a manner that is going to be very believable. And toward the end of the book, and I, I won't give out any spoiler, but uh, she actually progresses in a direction that I think surprised a lot of the readers so far. Mm. Wow. So many levels and layers to this. Yes, uh, that that was by design. Uh, again, it's it's the third book, and you know you're always trying to uh, create uh, something new or a little different to keep uh, your your readers engaged, and then try and draw in new readers, of course, and that sort of thing. And uh, this this was this was the thought that I had uh, about midway through my second book, Return or uh, Red River Reunion. Uh, that I wanted to have this character join uh, the two main characters, and there were particular reasons as to why this was going to happen. And, of course, the uh, the book Return to Canyon Creek explains that. Mm -hmm. 
Well, maybe just give us a little peek into the book. You don't have to give the give away the whole thing, but just a little idea of what our readers can expect. And and secondly, they should probably read books one and two before they get into book three. Well, I always encourage uh, folks who who ask me that question. You know, which which book should I start with, and so forth. And I always tell them, well, I'm a linear writer. I'm a linear type of individual, so. I always recommend book one first, then book two, then book three. Now, I do tell everyone that the books are standalone. Uh, you don't necessarily have to know information from the previous book. I wouldn't say it's critical, but it certainly enhances the, the next story, and I think it makes it much more enjoyable. And then the, the reader is is taken on this longer journey that they can invest in. And, and I like that as a reader myself, as a, as a, as a book fan. So uh, I always recommend book one first, then two, then three, because there are questions that readers will have after book one. Some of those questions are answered in book two, and then a lot of those questions are now being answered in book three. That trilogies often, you know, follow right. that path. Right. Uh, so... Okay. I, I do recommend reading them in order, absolutely. Uh, the first one is Gunslingers and then Red River Reunion and now Return to Canyon Creek. That is correct, yes, ma'am. All right. Well, now, sorry, I asked a, a two-part question, which is a, a <laughs> no-no. Sorry about that. So now, if you would, just give us a tiny peek into this third book. Well, absolutely. The, uh, the title, uh, as I mentioned, uh, kind of gives away a little bit of the storyline. Uh, Canyon Creek is a town in the uh, uh, north uh, west corner of the state of Texas. It's up in that northern panhandle, north of present-day Amarillo. And one gunslingers actually begins with some events that occur in this small town. Uh, in book three, Return to Canyon Creek, uh, the primary character, Luxton Danner, receives a letter uh, when he's uh, over in uh, Arkansas. Uh, at Fort Smith because he's a U.S. Deputy Marshal. And he receives a letter from a hotel owner, one of the prominent women uh, that was in, in book one. Um, and the letter is requesting assistance from Luxton Danner to come back to Canyon Creek because uh, certain events that occurred in the first two books uh, actually now come back. There's uh, a big ranch that is sold off uh, in in the first two books. And the new ranch owner that comes in, uh, he's not exactly um, a pleasant man, and uh, he's got some money backing him up. So he starts to try and take over the town a little bit because he's got some political connections in Washington, and he's getting some information road may be coming through uh, the uh, panhandle there of Texas, just south of the Indian Territory, present-day Oklahoma. And he wants to gobble up as much businesses in town and as much land, so he starts to uh, use some nefarious means to accumulate his, his property. And uh, that's the call from, from uh, the... Uh, one of the business owners there, to Luxton Danner and Wes Payne, his partner, uh, to come back and, and give them a hand uh, because they're having some trouble with this uh, this land baron who's uh, causing some issues. And female character that I mentioned, uh, the new lady gunfighter, Shelly Robertson, she actually 
is the eldest daughter of a smaller rancher who is trying to be forced out by this land baron. Mm -hmm. And uh, because she's the oldest daughter of three daughters, uh, the, uh, the, her father didn't have a son to help uh, with the ranch and so forth, so she sort of became the son that he didn't have. And through that responsibility, she actually becomes a, uh, a very good uh, uh, horse rider. She can handle weapons very well and so forth. She's still a woman uh, in, in every way, but she's, uh, she's got these other skills now. And uh, when Danner and Payne arrive in Canyon Creek, they realize that they've got some assistance here from, from a uh, source that would be unexpected. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, there are uh, a couple of other things that occur uh, while they're back in Canyon Creek, and, and uh, there are some events that take place. And then, as I mentioned, uh, Shelly Robertson, the, the female gunfighter that joins the, the gang, um, she ends up having an opportunity uh, that is uh, more or less uh, unknown throughout the entire book. Okay. And these are written so well that they were easily adapted to a screenplay, your second novel, Red River Reunion, the, the film A Dark Destiny. Maybe just tell us about that. Well, thank you for bringing that up. Yes, I did have the opportunity to appear uh, in a, in a minor, uh, role, uh, roles actually, in, uh, the, uh, Paramount, uh, show 1883. Uh, I had the opportunity to work, uh, directly with Tim McGraw, Sam Elliott, and Billy Bob Martin, which was, uh, just a dream come true for me. And to be on the set of, of a Western, you know, that was done so well, uh, by Taylor Sheridan and, and his, uh, production team. Uh, was just uh, a wonderful experience for me, and it also gave me uh, a, a much better insight as I'm writing my stories, you know, for mm-hmm. that period. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Dark Destiny, actually, uh, this is something a little different. Uh, a Dark Destiny is a film that uh, I wrote the story, uh, I co-wrote the screenplay uh, with a uh, very talented uh, Hollywood uh, director and screenwriter named Wendy Pennington, and uh, who also appeared in the film in a supporting role, uh, I was able to appear in the film in the lead, playing a character out of a forthcoming book that I am currently working And the contemporary Western, it's modern day, and uh, it involves the, uh, uh, the retired uh, police homicide detective named John Garrison, who takes a small... Uh, small-town police chief's job in West Texas, thinking it would be a good retirement job, and uh, he, finds that, excuse me, he finds out that it's anything but uh, a retirement job. And uh, so we were able to take a portion of this forthcoming book. The title of the book is A Rude Reception, and we were able to make it into a short film, um, and that film now is making its way through the film festival circuit. And coincidentally, we just found out today that it has been nominated for numerous awards um, in uh, multiple film festivals. So uh, we are. This is a this is a huge day at John Lane Entertainment, not only for uh, the the writing side of in the novel area, but. Uh, in the, in the film side, too. So uh, 
so that that's what's going on with the Dark Destiny. It it, uh, it basically becomes a uh, a call task for uh, Chief Garrison to uh, deal with some of the uh, events that that he is forced into, and it also deals with post traumatic stress issues uh, that law enforcement officers have to. Uh, deal with and so forth. And this was a, a message that uh, I personally wanted to uh, present out there, having been, as you mentioned, uh, a law enforcement officer for uh, four decades. Uh, I I uh, am very familiar, obviously, with, uh, you know, what law enforcement officers have to deal with um, on a day-to-day basis. So we we presented some of that um, in the in the film, and uh, one of the award nominations that we received was for the uh, underlying message that is in the film. So that that was very gratifying. Oh, my congratulations. This is so exciting. Yes. And to have that underlying message, which is so, it's extremely important. I don't think many people outside of law enforcement really consider that. You know, lately I've been listening to the police scanner. I'm not really sure why, but I've been listening to it. And when I hear what these folks have to do in the course of a day, how you go home and, you know, shed all of that and and just another day at work and it doesn't stay with you, that would be literally impossible. So um, I'm so pleased that you're able to share that message. Well, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. And uh, you're right. It's impossible to... Uh, shed uh, certain events uh, that that occur. Um, you know the the pleasant interactions uh, that we have with uh, you know members of, of our community and so forth. Well, those are those are wonderful in that, but uh, so often uh, you know we're we're thrust into very unpleasant situations and and just you know things that you see in particular yes. uh, images and so forth. Uh, you know, I, I still have some that are with me that happened 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. They, they never go away. No, no. Uh, it's, it's not like you can just force, you know, forget things and, and that sort of thing. So, right. uh, you know, I, it, it's not uh, it's not overbearing and so forth. It's just kind of an underlying message, mm-hmm. but it's been recognized, and, and, and that was very, very gratifying to have that done. And I do love the title, A Rude Reception. That's intriguing. <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, that's going to be the title of the novel that, that's coming out. And, uh, there's, there's always a reason, right? Uh, yeah. as to the story. Uh, and, and basically this is going to be sort of an obvious one where, uh, the, uh, the main character, Chief John Garrison, he, he basically takes this job and, and on the first day that he's sworn in, an, uh, an event happens. And in this small town, and it shocks the small town. It's like, what in the world is happening here? And uh, so that's his, that's basically his hello to his new job. His reception to the new job is, is rude. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, we can look forward to that. Thank you. Yes, yes. I also read something on your blog. You were talking about writer's block. As you were speaking, I was just thinking your brain is obviously brimming with all of these ideas that it doesn't seem like there would be writer's block. And you say that it isn't about having an idea dancing through my mind, but that 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 idea is being interrupted by other life issues. And 
Yeah, I think so many people can relate to that. What the joy would be if you could just sit full time and write when you wanted to without having to worry about all the other things you you have to do. So uh, I thought that was an interesting way to look at that. Yeah, that, uh, that's something that myself and, and fellow writers, you know, when we get a chance to, to talk with each other, uh, everybody, you know, is pretty much in agreement with that. Uh, you know, there are times uh, when I, I guess writers will have uh, a, a pause in, in their story where they just they don't know which direction they want to move it. They're not sure what to do with a, a character and so forth. So that can be a form of writer's block. But for the most part, uh, you know, at least for myself and speaking for myself, I have yet, and I've been writing now for years, I have yet to ever have that form of writer's block. For me, uh, it, it's other life situations that come into play that interfere with my ability to just uh, lock myself in my office and, and, you know, delve into my stories and such. Uh, and, and there are times when, you know, that form of writer's block, if you will, sometimes it lasts uh, weeks and up into months. Mm-hmm. Uh, to where it can really interfere with, uh, you know, with writing a story. So yeah. um, that's one of the reasons why, you know, you'll see authors, for the most part, you know, at best were able to release a book a year. And uh, that's, uh, you know, that, that can be very difficult unless you have a huge editing team and so forth, uh, you know, at your disposal. Uh, I don't have that. I have a wonderful editing team at my publishing house and so forth, but... Uh, it's not exactly, you know, uh, uh, all-inclusive, you know, mm-hmm. it, it takes some time. And uh, it also, obviously, it takes time to to put together a novel. Uh, novels, for the most part, are 80-plus words. That's, that's sort of the, the, uh, the key number of words. It doesn't have to be, you know, that particular number, but that's the general, mm-hmm. uh, the general number. So uh, that's quite a few words and, and quite a few pages. It is, it is. And you also, though, managed to do so many other things. The acting. I took a little peek at your Instagram. I love your little short videos. They're funny. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You really feel like you get to know you through those. I mean, you're busy doing other things and outside events and getting out there with your fan base and promoting your books. There's just so much going on that, uh, yeah, there's not always time to write as often as you would like to, I'm sure. That's very true. Uh, You know, we... You know, when, when you're a writer yourself, and even the, the New York Times selling authors, uh, you know, we all have to go out on tour. We all have to go out on the road, uh, similar to musicians who are supporting songs or albums and such. Uh, and uh, so we're out there, um, you know, doing different types of book signing events and different appearances. I also do some public speaking. Uh, so I'm, I'm engaged in, in a lot of that. I think last year in 2021, out of the 52 weeks, I was gone, I think, 38 oh. of the 52 weeks, uh, mostly on the weekends. But yeah. uh, So, you know, that was just on, on tour, on, on book tour. And then uh, my acting career has started to <laughs> take off and, and ascend in the right direction. So now I'm, instead of writing, I'm, I'm filming... Uh, either uh, a, a movie or a TV show that I was fortunate enough to book a role in, or I'm filming audition uh, videos that I'm sending to casting directors and such. And so, 
Uh, I do have a lot going on, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's, uh, it's no complaints whatsoever. I absolutely love doing all of it. I could tell. I could tell. Just check out your website and Instagram and everything, and you could tell you're having the time of your life, which is just so awesome. Mm-hmm. Really, really exciting. All right, John, before we start to wrap up, I want to make sure we're not missing anything that you wanted to talk about today. Well, no, Pat, as always, uh, you're you're so on top of everything, and it's wonderful to speak with you, wonderful to do an interview with you. Uh, and thank you for introducing uh, the acting side in for me and my current film, A Dark Destiny, uh, that's, as I mentioned, making its way through the film festivals, and, and it looks like it's it's going to be a, a success. Uh, same thing with Return to Canyon Creek. Uh, book three here in the series. It was just released August 1st, so it's just been a little bit, uh, what, about a month and a half, and uh, it's, it's already uh, garnering some, some uh, positive uh, interest, and it's, it's selling very well, which is always nice, and I'm already getting feedback, uh, as I mentioned, from my fan base saying, okay, when, when will book four be available? Uh, in the series, and uh, unfortunately, a book four in this series may not uh, be available until 24, because uh, my other series, my contemporary series that we talked about, right. that the film of Dark Destiny was, uh, I'm looking to publish that next year in 23, 2023, so uh, there's a lot going on, but... Uh, I'm able to write a lot more now than I was previously um, because I, I'm doing this full-time now and, and really having a good time with it. So thank you very much for encompassing everything that I've got going up. And I really don't have uh, anything uh, anything addition. All right. Add. Great, great, great. So many facets to John Lane. Make sure, uh, before we head out, that you share all of your contact information. Where's the best place for folks to find out about you, get copies of your books? Well, thank you. Uh, my website is johnlanefiction.com, and all of the books can be uh, purchased uh, through links on there. They're all linked to uh, Amazon. I'm available on Amazon. I'm also available uh, through Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. Uh, I'm pretty much available wherever you like to buy your books. Uh, so, And that includes... Gunslingers, The Story of the Old West, Book One, Red River Reunion, Book Two, and now Return to Canyon Creek, uh, Book Three. Uh, my Instagram is John Lane Entertainment. Uh, I'm not sure about how the ads and hashtags work. I, I have a, uh, a social media manager that handles that for me, and uh, there's a reason for that. Uh, she is, is very, very good with... Uh, uh, all of that, but uh, John Lane Entertainment will uh, get you to my Instagram. I'm also available on Twitter uh, through John Lane Entertainment also. Okay. Uh, so yeah. you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I'm, I'm still on Facebook, too. Same thing, John Lane Fiction Books or John Lane Entertainment. All right. Excellent. We'll keep it easy for everyone, johnlanefiction.com, and from there you can find all the other venues get copies of his books and please keep us posted on what goes on with the with the uh, film festival and how that works out and uh, yeah I'm personally interested to follow you I'll be a fan very good well thank you very much and, and I sure will keep you posted on that all right John thank you so much and looking forward to doing this again 
Thank you. I, I also look forward to doing it again, and I love the work you do. And uh, thank you so much for having me back on your show. It's always a pleasure. 